Today on episode number 26 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're discussing how fear can impact your life, plus a great question about how to help your kids deal with emotions when they're going through sight loss. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. You decided to tune in. If you're new, thank you for stopping by. And if you're returning, well, welcome back. And I'm so glad you're here as well. Hey, today on episode number 26, we've got a great show for you. I'm going to talk about fear and I've got a great short. I got a great story. No, I got a great story to tell. (laughs) That's what it is. I've got a great story to tell. And I've got a great question we're going to answer about helping your kids with certain emotions as they face sight loss also. Before we get started, I just want to remind you that you can find the show notes to today's episode, which includes links, conversation, information, and more. All you have to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 026. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 026. You can find all the information that I talk about in today's podcast over there. Hop on over to the website, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 026. Recently on my YouTube channel, I released a video talking about what am I might be like for you as a parent if it's your child going through sight loss. And I got a comment and a subsequent email from somebody who was asking how they help their child with certain emotions that they might be facing. And this child could be seven, eight, nine years old, things like that. So it's like, how do I help my child with their emotions that they're feeling when they're going through sight loss? Now, the first thing I would say here is remember every child is different. I mean, that's obviously the first and foremost kind of thing you need to know that every child is going to react a little bit differently. Some children are going to be uh, very outgoing and some children are going to reserve that information. So you kind of want to know your kid and you probably know them better than anybody. But the first thing I would say is to try to give them language to help them express what they're feeling. So often we don't have language if we're seven, eight, nine years old. We don't have the language to speak out. So we might say we're scared when we really mean I'm feeling very anxious. But the word anxious or anxiety doesn't really play into a kid's mind so that they're scared. And usually if you say, what are you scared of? They're like, well, I'm not really sure. It's not like I'm scared of a monster or I'm scared of a bad guy. You know, they're just, they're scared. They have a knot in their stomach or maybe they're thinking a lot or they feel kind of shaky. That can be all anxiety. And if they're dealing with anxiety, you can help them with giving them language. Oh, you might be feeling a little anxious and anxious means this. And you can describe it the best way you know how to your seven, eight, nine year old child, that sort of thing. So giving them language starts the process of helping to cope with the proper emotion in the moment so that you're not just dealing with, you know, being scared all the time. Although we're going to talk about fear today on the podcast, they can more specifically deal with something. So giving them language, I think, is really important. I think another thing to remember is to help your child to normalize everything, whether it's the 
fact that they are going blind, whether it's the fact that they're dealing with certain emotions, this is normal. They're a normal, healthy child. They just happen to not be able to see very well. They're still going to go play. They're still going to go and and have friends. They're going to go to school. They're going to do all the things that a normal, quote unquote, normal kid would do, but they just not, you know, they're just not going to be able to see very well. And that's okay. And if they're feeling sad or upset or angry or um, whatever about their sight loss, that's okay too. Making that very normal. Like if they're saying, I'm really sad today and I don't know why, and talking to them about it and helping them to normalize what they're going through, I think can be very vital because that way it's like, I'm not some freak who, you know, because let's face it, probably most of their friends are not visually impaired and they're going to feel like a freak. Like, oh, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. You just happen not to be able to see very well. And there's other kids who have other things. I I wouldn't start pointing out other kids' things, but what I would, (laughs) just you as a parent, you know that everybody's got something, right? So just helping your kid to realize, hey, it's very normal. You're normal. In fact, you're super awesome. Uh, Just because you can't see very well doesn't mean you're not awesome. So remember that giving them language and helping to normalize the situation, I think could be very helpful. So if you've got little ones, I hope that helps you out. And maybe you have another question you'd like to ask. I'd love to hear from you. You can always send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. And I look forward to getting your questions very soon. A few months back, my family and I went on a trip and we were at this place. I think it was a big aquarium. That's what I think it was. And it had, you know, multiple levels and you could go up and down and things like that. It was really cool. But we were going into it and one of the first things you had to do to get into the main section of the aquarium was to go down this escalator. Now, if you've ever been on an escalator, you know what it's like. You know, it's stairs that take you up and down. It's my favorite kind of stairs, to be honest, because you don't have to do a lot of work. (laughs) That's the best kind of stairs. So uh, we were getting ready to go on the escalator and we noticed there was this little boy standing at the top of the escalator, just just standing there. And he wasn't like crying. He wasn't freaking out. You know, he was just standing there. Then you saw whom I'm assuming is the dad walking back up the escalator. And if you can get this picture, I mean, he's just walking up the escalator going literally nowhere because he's walking up a down escalator. And he's, you know, saying, hey, come on, buddy, we're going to have a good time. You know, let's let's go. And he's just walking, walking, walking. And, you know, the boy's not moving. He's like, nope, not doing that. I think eventually the dad had to, you know, you know, get up the stairs somehow and, you know, get the boy and bring him down because, he, you know, he knew it was going to be fine. But the boy, some reason, the escalator was like, nope, not doing this. And the dad was like, come on, we got to do it. And it really made me think about how fear really impacts our lives, especially after sight loss. And so I wanted to talk for a few minutes today how fear can impact us. And I want to use this boy as an example. Now, I don't know how old this boy was. I don't know if he had trauma on an escalator at some point in his life. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But I think it's a good example of how fear can impact us whenever we are facing something like sight loss in our lives. So first of all, we have the fear of stepping out into the unknown, right? So this little boy wasn't sure about the escalator. He didn't know what was beyond the escalator. I mean, he couldn't even get that far. You could have been like, no, you're going to see sharks and fish and all kinds of cool stuff. No, he didn't know because he couldn't get that far into his head because he saw the escalator and it was done. So this fear of the unknown that we have, especially with sight loss, we don't know what it's going to be like. 
I mean, we have no idea. We have no frame of reference most of the time. Unless you have a visually impaired friend or a blind cousin or, you know, your mom or dad was something. Unless you have that, you have no frame of reference. So they could be like, I could tell you all day, hey, you know what's going to be great? Uh, yeah, you're going to be able to do all these things and use a computer and, and travel. with. The, you're gonna, it's going to be great. But it doesn't matter what I tell you or what anybody else tells you. The fear of the unknown is just something that we all face. I mean, we face it in a lot of different ways, but when you have sight loss, it doesn't matter if somebody's telling you great and wonderful things are going to happen and you're going to live a great life. It doesn't matter because you have this unknown feeling and you're not sure what's beyond you and you can't get that far. Like I said, the aquarium was great and he was going to have a great time and we knew it and the dad knew it and the family knew it and all these people and we, we knew it, but... He couldn't grasp that in his mind because the escalator was the thing that he couldn't get past. And so he couldn't think how great the aquarium was going to be to help him overcome the fear. And many times we as visually impaired people, especially if you've gone from sighted to sight loss, we can't visualize, quote unquote, the world we're going to live in, the life we're going to live to help us get past that fear of just taking the first step. And that first step could be literally stepping outside your house. It could be making a call to a local low vision kind of place. It could be uh, talking to a counselor. It could be a lot of different things. But we're so afraid of that unknown moment that we don't have a clue about that fear will hold us back. So, you know, that's the first thing. Fear of the unknown can be a very big thing in our lives. Right on top of that, the heels of that is fear can paralyze us. So we got this fear of the unknown that, you know, that we can't understand and we can't visualize and we can't grasp. And then what fear then does is it it paralyzes us. I mean, that, that little boy was standing at the top of the escalator, not moving. But he wasn't just not moving. He wasn't crying. He wasn't freaking out. He wasn't like, you know, screaming for somebody. He wasn't like running around. He nothing. He was just standing there paralyzed. And many times fear does that to us as people. It paralyzes us. It causes us just to like seize up and not be able to move. Now, this could be move emotionally. This could be mentally, physically, uh, you know, socially, a lot of different things. It causes us to freeze and we can't do anything about it. And so we have, again, this fear of the unknown. We're not sure what's going to happen. Then we have these fears of like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to be a good parent. I'm all these things in our head. And we, we're paralyzed and we could be physically paralyzed, you know, like we're not moving off the couch or getting out of bed or something like that. Or we could be emotionally paralyzed. Like, I can't deal with the sadness or the sorrow or the anger. I can't deal with it. So I'm just stunted in that. We could be a lot of different things in the sense of being paralyzed. But fear will do that to us. It overwhelms us. It like hits us from all sides and causes us not to be able to move forward, which is what we talk about here on the podcast and on the website a lot of times. Not necessarily moving on. I don't necessarily like that that phrasing, but moving forward. Even if it's one step at a time, remember, this will cause us to not take that next step. So fear will oftentimes paralyze us. Another thing that fear causes to happen is that we'll feel like people are passing us up because of what's going on. Now, this little boy was standing there, and of course, we as patrons had to get by this little boy to go down the escalator. And the dad was very gracious. He's like, you know, I'm so sorry, and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, it's fine. We understand. You know, he's, he's a little boy. He's got a little time. He needs a little time. I understand. And we had to walk on past him and go down the escalator and walk past the dad and things like that. Now, a lot of times, 
with fear, that's what's going to happen. It will cause not only people to sort of just go, well, we've got to you know keep moving forward. It'll cause this fear of like, I'm never going to get past this, and then people are going to leave me behind. And I think that fear is almost unfounded because people won't leave you behind. Well, let me say this. 99% of people won't leave you behind. There will be people who are like, I can't deal with you. I got to go. That's going to happen. Look, it's just, we're not going to dive into it too deep today, but it will happen in your life. Relationships will probably fall and fail because the people can't deal with it. That's not on you. That's on the people. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. But if you want to know more about that or questions about that, let me know. I'll be happy to talk about it. But the point is, we fear that people are going to leave us behind. They're going to walk on past us. They're going to move on past us. They're going to, they're going to continue with their life. They're going to do things in their life. And we're stuck. We're paralyzed. And now we'll never be able to move forward now. You know, and then again, fear of that, that fear of that happening. What does it do? Again, it paralyzes us. And so instead of letting fear be like, oh, I don't want people to pass me by. I got to do something. It paralyzes us. And so again, we have this moment of like standing at the top of the escalator and we can't move. And all of a sudden people start passing us in our mind and we're like, oh, yeah, see, I knew it. I knew it. People are passing me. My life can't continue. It's over. It's done. And we start believing those lies that we've talked about before. And so that's another big fear that we have and how it impacts our life, impacts our mental psyche that people are just going to pass us by and leave us behind. And finally, one of the things that really impacted me about this uh, story is that the dad was standing there walking back up the down escalator, calling to his son, like, come on, buddy, we can do this, you know, and he was very encouraging. He wasn't like, you get down here right now. You know, he wasn't like that. He was very encouraging, like, let's go. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, just being positive the whole time. And, you know, I'm sure that eventually the boy got down or whatever. But I think in our lives, whenever we have these fears, fear of the unknown, how it paralyzes, how it stops us, how we start believing these lies, we do have friends and family, the 99% of people, the, the people that will hold on, the, the you know, parents and the kids and the spouse and the best friends and the you know, people like that. They're the ones that are going to be the people walking back up the stairs for us. You know, they're the ones who are going to say, come on, we can do this. Uh, I don't know exactly what, how to do it all, but I'm going to be here with you. And I think that's what the dad really represented here is like, I'm on the escalator with you. You know, I'm not down the escalator already saying, you could do it on your own. Good luck. He was on the escalator. He was like, I'm here. I'm not leaving. And I'm going with you on this, you know, even so much to the point of like, I'm walking back up this down escalator. You know, I'm taking time out of, you know, my personal energy and physical energy and mental energy to do this. And I think that's another thing. Fear, a lot of times when it paralyzes us, it will impact our lives in a lot of ways. But One way it will impact our lives is that friends and family will then start to step up and not just, you know, physically, you know, literally in this case, the stepping, stepping up, but they'll step up and say, you know what, we got this. I'm I'm, I'm here with you. We're going through it. I'm I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to let you down. And that's the great thing about all these things is that your friends will be there for you when you are afraid. And so you thought all the things were going to be bad, right? Fear is going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. It does paralyze you and it does stop you from moving. And you do have thoughts about, you know, moving forward and things like that. But at the end of the day, then fear starts to make other people recognize and step up in ways they may not have before. And so while fear can have a negative impact on our mental psyche, it can have a negative impact on our physical well-being, it can have a negative impact on our emotional well-being also, it can have a positive impact 
on our relationships. Now, you might say, how does fear have a positive impact? Well, like I said, that dad is a great representation of how people can literally, physically, mentally, emotionally step up and say, hey, take my hand. I got this. We're going through. And then you'll realize, wow, I'm not alone in this because that is one of the big things that fear does is cause us to feel alone. I'm sure that little boy felt all alone in that moment. And that's the way we feel standing at the top of the proverbial escalator feeling all alone. But the one thing we had to remember is we're not alone. Not only are there tons of visually impaired people out there in the world who know what you're going through and know how you feel. At the end of the day, you have friends and family around you who may not fully understand what it's like to be blind, but they're with you, they're for you, and they're not going to leave you behind. They're not going to leave you at the top of that escalator. They're going to go with you, they're going to be for you, and you're never going to be alone. And if you're feeling alone, please know that you're not. You've got people walking up the escalator for you right now, whether it's me, whether it's your friends and family, whatever it is, you're not alone and you can do this. So just as a recap, guys, remember, fear can do a lot of things to us. Fear can make us think uh, lies about ourselves. Fear can paralyze us. Fear can make us not even realize what the rest of our lives are going to be like. It can blind us, quote unquote, if you will, to what the future is going to be like. But it can also do something powerful in our relationships. It can make other people step up and say, hey, let me take your hand and move through this with you. Not drag you through this, but move through it with you to help you move forward. And if we just take one step every day, that's what we'll do. If we just take uh, one step every week, that's what we'll do. But fear can cause people to look and say, wow, I need to take a step up here. Literally, figuratively, whatever you want to say, fear can do and impact your lives in such interesting ways. Some of them very negative, but some of them very positive. And as a final note, I want to say this about fear. Fear can be one of those things that either paralyze us, that hold us back, that halt us from moving forward, or it can be one of those things that push us, that drive us, that help us to focus on what we need to do. Because while we may be afraid, we also can say, you know what? I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let this hold me at the top of the escalator. I'm going to take that step fearful as I may be, and move forward in my life. So while your relationships around you are helping to encourage you, remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. It can actually be one of those things that can push you forward. Speaking of fear pushing you forward, making you move, I want to close out here today with our word of the week. And this week, our word of the week is courage. Now, courage is an interesting word because a lot of people, I think, have an idea of what courage is. But I want to give you the definition here from the definition book. Uh, What's that called? Oh, the dictionary. Just kidding. The word courage means this, the ability to do something that frightens you. The ability to do something that frightens you. So what is that implying? That implies that courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is what you have in the face 
of fear. You don't need courage if you're not afraid, because what's the point of courage if you're not fearful of something? Having courage implies that you've got something to face, that you're a little bit nervous about, a little bit frightened of, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to you know, churn up my courage, if you will, and I'm going to move forward. And so if you're standing at the top of that proverbial escalator, then you know what? You can be fearful, and you can say, wow, this is scary. This is awful. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how this life is going to be. It's unknown. I'm, I'm a bit paralyzed. But then the courage wells up within you and you say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to take that step. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, I'm nervous. Yes, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But courage says we're going to keep moving forward. So I encourage you this day to remember that though fear can impact your life in a negative way, we found out on this podcast that it can impact your life in a very positive way. And courage is one of those ways to help you keep moving forward. Well, guys, that about wraps up the podcast today. But before I go, I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, if you have listened to this podcast or any of my podcasts or YouTube videos or blog posts and you're interested in taking the next step to work through some of the issues you have going on, whether it's technology, whether it's emotional, whatever the case is, I'd love to help walk through those things with you. I'd love to help walk up the escalator with you, if you will. And so I do that by personal coaching. So if you're interested in starting a coaching relationship, relationship with me, I'd love to connect with you. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching and you can sign up for a session today. If you're interested, if you have more questions, please let me know, but just visit lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching. Whether you're the sighted supporter, the visually impaired person, family members, whatever it is, I'd love to connect with you. Lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching. And if you found this podcast to be helpful, to be encouraging, I'd love for you to consider supporting the podcast and everything I do on lifeaftersightloss.com. All you have to do is visit my support page. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash support, and you can make as little as $1 donation every month to keep what I'm doing going and help more people discover life after sight loss. Just visit lifeaftersightloss.com slash support. And finally, I want to give some shout-outs today. Shout-out to Gary. Shout-out to Andrea. Shout-out to Emma. Shout-out to Mindy. Hey, who are all these people? Well, they're people who recently liked my Facebook page. And if you want to join people like Gary, Mindy, Andrea, Emma, if you want to join people like this, hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Facebook, and you can like the Facebook and join the community over there. I post all my content on the Facebook page. Plus, I share other content from other people, other content creators, uh, other artists. Articles I've read that you'd find fascinating, hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Facebook. Join these great people and a big thanks to everybody who's been liking the page as of late. And that's going to wrap it up for me this week. Hey, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so yet. And make sure to leave a rating and review so that other people can find the podcast and find out what it's all about. I so appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Don't forget that all the information found on this podcast and on lifeaftersightloss.com is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you again for listening, guys. I so appreciate it. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.